I turn into a singer. I really like that song. Guys, welcome. 90 Days of Melanated Way. I'm your host, Linda Entwee. What a week. It's Monday. It's Monday, y'all. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. Um, shout out to the live chat. Shout out to wherever you're watching, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Patreon, and now Twitch. Love you guys. Make sure that you're taking a minute to put that thumbs up right now. Put that thumbs up real quick, real quick. Uh, we're going to get some housekeeping out of the way, as usual, as per usual. Uh, Mason, Olivia, Vanessa, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Janice, Wit, Deb, Donna over at Anchor FM, Nia, Raydella, hey girl, hey in the live chat, Linda, Lydia in the live chat, hey girl, hey, Brianna, Crystal, I see you in the live chat, hey girl, hey, uh, Nicole, Amanda, Jaleesa, love you guys, Dr. Jaleesa, what's up, guys? This episode had me feeling some type of way. That's all I have to say. Hey, Walter. Hello. Um, this episode had me feeling some kind of way. I have to tell you, like I, the business, like Angela's doing the most, Andre's doing the most, everyone's doing the most, and I am not feeling a lot of it. Uh, but let's talk a little news and gossip because we are going to get to them, but it's really on the top of my mind right now. This whole Ronald and, and Tiffany fiasco, they're together, they're not together, together, they're not together. Father's Day happened and all of a sudden it looks like they're back together and they break up like literally once a year and they make it a whole social media production and then all of a sudden they're not broken up. And so it's like, are you yanking or chain? Like what's happening right now? Yanking or chain, that's, yeah, yanking or chain is the same. I'm not here for it. Either you want to be with the person or you don't want to be with the person or you're having a fight, but let's not make a huge production of it all the time so that we all think it's over. Y'all are getting divorced. And then five seconds later, you're back together. It's, it's, it's nonsense. It's a little messy. And you know, I'm here for the drama, but it's a little messy. Uh, shout out to all the 90 day dads. I hope you all had a wonderful, wonderful Father's Day and all the dads that are stepping in being father figures. Uh, shout out to y'all as well. Uh, let's get right into episode nine, Not So Silent Partners. They kick it off with Elizabeth and Andre rented this RV for the family reunion in the middle of a pandemic because they're going to take this road trip. They think that they're doing the most and they're doing the best thing in the middle of the pandemic. But you know, Chuck wants to see his his father and his brother and his sister and his family and all of that stuff. So they're all going to go ahead and do that. Uh, they did make a wise choice, in my opinion, by not having Charlie and Meg in that small ass RV. There was only 11 people. Can you imagine adding two more? Like whose idea was it to rent an RV that was not big enough for all the family's big. Plus you always have a gang gaggle of children like. No, thank you. 11, 11 people, 410 miles. I don't know. I'm not going to be all like cooped up in an RV. And I know like RV living is like a thing now and everyone's doing it and loving it. You know, we've got uh, Russ and Powell RV living and we've got Steven and Olga living in a van now. So, you know, it's a thing on 90 day. Um, But like at least make it luxurious. You guys are talking about how much money you have and flipping houses and 50K here and 100,000 there. Go ahead and spend that extra, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars and just get a bigger RV as far as I'm concerned. That way you can 
space yourself out. You guys already don't get along. And now you guys are crammed up in an RV. Makes no sense. Um, so Charlie may fly down. Everyone else is in the RV. Uh, Andre, as we know, has this commercial license. Because remember, he was going to be a long haul trucker, but then decided that he wasn't going to do that because he didn't like it. He'd rather just not work. Um, at least it's coming in to his advantage now because now he can drive the RV. But we see him driving the RV, guys, and guess what? I mean, he took that turn too quick. The fridge flew open. Everything like fell out of the place, which showed me that you know you all have never RV'd before because what you want to do before you leave is secure everything down. Even I know that. Secure everything down because you're going to be making those turns and all of that. So you might want to do that. And then he's backing up into the house and he hits the sign, the sign that says stay off the grass. He almost hits the house. I was like, whose idea was it the dude that has had his American license for maybe three years? And yes, he's gotten his commercial license, but he never used it. Whose idea was it for him to drive? Like you all needed to maybe plan this out a little better as far as I'm concerned. Um, so he backs up into the sign and of course that's already going to start people bitching because that's what they want to do. The family podcast has a lot of complaining going on there. So they're all like, you know, I can't believe you hit the sign. Can you drive? You're going to hit the house. I was like, okay, but can any of y'all drive? You all decided this was a good idea, so I'm going to need everyone to just zip it. And then, again, I don't know who got the RV and whose plan was it, but 11 people and every single person has a suitcase, like they're going on some type of long trip, and there's not enough suitcase space underneath the RV, so a lot of it has to go in the RV with them. And Becky's already complaining. She's like, you know, I'm claustrophobic. There's not enough space here for me. And like, what are you doing? And yeah, okay, but really, really, you lack of planning. It's not necessarily Andre's fault. He's just the driver. You all knew what the plan was. Did no one say, hey, can I take a look at the RV? Can I see like what, what the situation is? How many bags can I bring? Yada, yada, yada. Like, I just, listen, made no sense to me. So then they're talking. And then one of the things that I find fascinating about this family and not just the entitlement part. And when I mean the entitlement part, I mean the entitlement that the children have towards Chuck and just how the family has in general. Uh, when Elizabeth started talking about how they are all like in coach and Andre and Chuck are in first class. And then she's like, well, it's not like we're even coaches. We're like stewardesses. I was like, what year was the last year that you traveled? Because it's 2021. Who says stewardesses? They're flight attendants. Like, since when? Since when do we call them stewardesses? Like, when did you last get on a plane besides when you went to Moldova? And I feel like, you guys, that just shows me how you treat people that are in the service industry. That's, that's what it showed me stewardesses they're here to like serve you nah okay it's a profession they're flight attendants learn the word learn the lingo get up to speed okay 
Um, exactly, Crystal said in their peasant RV, rolling her eyes. Exactly. So, um, then you know, Andre's driving. Becky's in the back complaining, and they're all just like drinking and doing what they normally do. And then Andre has the idea that he wants to talk about business, right? And Chuck mentions to him, hey, this is like rest and relaxation. I didn't really want to talk about business, but you know, Andre has an agenda, which brings me to my first question. Let me just pop it up before I continue talking. Do you think Andre is manipulating Chuck for his money? Do you guys think that Andre is manipulating Chuck for his money? If you're in the live chat, pop your answer over in the live chat. And uh, if you're watching the replay, comment below, let me know. Hey, Dasha. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, so even though Chuck says, I don't want to talk about business right now because we're on vacation and uh, holidaying, Andre still brings it up. He's like, yeah, but like, don't you have like a new house coming? And Chuck's like, yeah, I have four houses that I'm flipping at the moment. And then Andre goes for the kill shot. He wants to know how much money there's involved in that. Chuck says 100K net, or excuse me, 100K gross, 50K net. And Andre's like, oh, we're making that much money. We're making that much money. And again, you guys, I'm just a little confused about what Andre's bringing the, to the table. He has no experience. Yes, he's got his real estate license, but he's not sold a house ever. And like, he's putting no money into it. So like, how is this a we situation? How are we making 50K? How are we doing it? Chuck's making 50K because it's his investments. What, what you doing? I'm, I'm confused. Hey, Nia. Hey, girl. Hey, I'm confused about this whole we situation, right? I'm just a little confused. So they start talking business. It's upsetting Becky because Becky feels like, oh, you guys are having this conversation about the family business behind our back, which is really, in my opinion, what Andre is trying to do. Andre is trying to cut out the whole entire family, work with Chuck directly, and think that he can make money off of Chuck. Now, here's the thing, you guys. Here's the thing that was really, really concerning to me, okay? Becky starts freaking out. It's upsetting her that they're having the whole business thing. Jen jumps in there as well. We all know that Chuck employs the entire seven kids. He employs all of them. They all work for him, right? So their livelihood depends on their dad and their dad's business, the family, the business, right? Now, if Chuck is like doing this side stuff, A, I blame Chuck, right? Because again, if you watch the show, you know that I've said from the get-go, Chuck needs to make clear boundaries, tell everyone exactly what their job and position is in the company, and there will be no miscommunication. But when you're sidekicking with Andre, the dude with the least ex uh, experience, yeah, you're going to ruffle a few feathers because all, these, all your kids have been in the business with you for a very long time. So they're going to get upset, right? Especially when we all know, you guys, we all know... Okay, that he is manipulating. I'm going to answer my own question. He is manipulating Chuck for his money, period. He's, he like sees dollar signs in his eyes, coming out his nose, coming out his ears, coming out his mouth. Chuck is his cash cow, and he's trying to see how much money he can pull out of the cash cow. Can you imagine how much money are we making? I would first say, well, what are you bringing to the table? I'm supposed to be teaching you. I get that you have to support my daughter and my grandkid, 
but I'm still gonna teach you. So this 50K is my 50K. So there's that. And then when Andre said, you guys, that, so Andre wants to have a conversation with Becky because he's concerned that if Becky has a conversation with Chuck, then Chuck's gonna listen to not only Becky, but all of his daughters. And he wants Chuck to listen to him and not to the daughter so that Chuck doesn't quote, turn on him because that would be catastrophic. You guys, you know what I felt in that moment? I felt sad for Chuck. I felt, you know what feeling I got? I got a feeling like Andre is, it's almost like elder abuse. You know when there's like telemarketers that are calling old people who don't know any better and like just scamming them out of their money? That's the vibe that I got as soon as he said that. Because you know what? It's not about, oh, hey, I want to fit into the family business. No, I want to isolate Chuck and I want to get Chuck's money. And I want to make sure that he doesn't realize that I'm manipulating the situation. Therefore, I have to silence Becky. I have to silence Jen. I'm going to pull Becky aside and make sure that she doesn't cause any more trouble because like, I'm like a shark and I'm scamming my father-in-law. I was so disturbed by it, you guys. I was so disturbed by it when he said that he doesn't want his father-in-law to listen to his own children. Okay. Just think of your own family. Think of your own family and, you know, think of a spouse. I know there's one out there, a spouse, a partner, whatever, that does stuff that they know that they can do because they can get away with it. That's how I felt about this. I just felt like elder abuse. It was awful. It was awful. And Chuck's just sitting there, like, out to lunch, looking around all sad. I don't want anyone to fight. Well, Chuck, obviously you have a successful business. So I'm going to give you a little 411. Go ahead and be the leader of your business. Go ahead and tell everyone what their roles are. Go ahead and tell everyone what monies they're going to make. Because to me, it sounds like everyone's in it for the money. So go ahead and explain that to them. And then there will be no miscommunication. And for the simple fact that you're encouraging Andre's behavior and allowing him to believe that the 100K that he's after is right around the corner for him, shame on you. Okay? Shame on you. Hey, Brenda, you're new. Welcome. Welcome. Um, Nia says, I think Chuck is overwhelmed by supplying the whole family. Those are facts, Nia. Facts. He's got the elephant on his back. Elephant is like all 11 people on that RV rely on Chuck cashing in. You hear me? Those are That's facts. Those are facts right there, Nia. I couldn't have said it any better. That is straight 100% true. 100% true. If there wasn't, like, what? I won't even say it. But, like, they all need to ease up a little bit. They all need to ease up a bit, a little bit. Chuck is the provider of all. Can you imagine having a full-on family? You've got seven kids, and all those kids have kids. And you have to provide for everyone with your little business. I mean, come on. Come on. Amanda says, it's hard to feel bad for Chuck when he's like a slumlord criminal. Well, I've heard that too. I've heard that rumor that his properties are uh, not the business. And uh, I've heard quite a few things actually. And if you guys were in my news and gossip, I think last week, not this week, this week, you guys, you missed the show. And 
for all of you guys that know what I'm talking about, I have shorts on today, so there will be no show again today. However, uh, we talked about it two weeks ago. Uh, apparently, Chuck has a girlfriend. I'll give you guys that right now on, on the show. Chuck has a girlfriend, and Chuck's girlfriend, right, because he's divorced from the, the wife, Chuck's girlfriend got into a social media fight with another 90-day cast member, and it was all over this business about MLMs and slumlords and all of that stuff. So we talked about it on our show on News and Gossip. So you guys are not wrong that those rumors are out there that the businesses and the, the housing is maybe subpar, allegedly, so... Um, Dasha wants to know, Linda, do you know why Libby's mother is never on the show? Do you find that odd? I don't find it super odd. I think that um, they decide if they want to film and if they don't want to film, just like how we don't see Jen's kids a lot. We don't see, we saw Jen's ex-husband on the first season and then he decided that he didn't want to be on the show and he didn't want his, his girls on the show too much. So I'm not surprised. However, you guys, if you're noticing that you're seeing a lot more family members, and you know how I always say no new friends. If you know the show, I always say no new friends. We're starting to meet, like we met Pamela's husband last season. This season we're meeting Becky's husband, Jen's husband, Jen's two girls. It's because they're angling. I, I tried to tell y'all they're angling for their own spinoff, and I believe it's happening. That's the only reason that TLC, Discovery Plus, Sharp Entertainment, whoever you want to say, the 90-day universe would introduce you to so many people. So we know we have the family Chantel. We're about to have the pot house. Mark my words, today, whatever day it is, June 21st, if you're just hearing it now, I've said it before, I'm saying it again today, there will be a spinoff. You might not want, want it, but people love to hate them and hate to love them, and but they still watch them and they bring the ratings because people are like, outraged. She's just like Big Ed. Uh, hey, Angelica. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, just like Big Ed, they're not getting rid of Big Ed, even though people, you know, have said this, signed petitions, all of that stuff. There's that hate watch. I watched a whole, sh I watched this whole British show, you guys, this weekend that was trash. It was trash, but I couldn't stop watching it because I was so angry about it, but I had already invested my time. And you guys, we all have watched 90 Day for years now. We're not gonna go anywhere. So, you know, they know that, we know that. So here we are in this love-hate relationship. What can we do? Uh, Crystal says, please give them a spin-off so I can choose to not watch instead of fast forwarding. See, there you go. And Vanessa says, I don't know if I could do an hour or two of them a week. Yeah, guys, I mean, it's going to happen, so buckle up. All right, let's move on to Angela. Angela, oh, Angela, oh, Angela. Let me put my, let me put my question up. Team Angela or Team Michael, you guys? Are you guys Team Angela or Team Michael? Okay. Team Angela or Team Michael? Let me know in the comments. Let me know in the live chat. So you guys, uh, Angela, I'm going to give you my opinion first. Angela's getting on my last damn nerve. I don't know if Angela is feeling herself and 
feeling herself more, is making her more obnoxious. I usually love Angela. I usually love Angela, despite what you heard. I usually love Angela, but this episode, I just want you to think about this. Had this been, you know, the tape, the uh, audio tape that leaked about Big Ed and he was literally verbally attacking Liz, right? Do you guys remember that? Did you hear it? I, I think everyone heard it. Well, flip the roles. If Angela was a man speaking to a woman the way Angela speaks to Michael, would that be okay? Or would we be talking about it? Because I personally think, and again, I normally, Dasha, you didn't hear, hear it? Well, head over to 90 Day the Melanated Way Instagram page or shoot me a DM and I'll send it to you, but you need to hear it, it's outrageous. Um, Angela is verbally abusive to Michael as far as I'm concerned, okay, period. The way she talks to him is unbelievable in my opinion. And I think that she shouldn't talk to anyone like that. You can be, you know, brass and you can be uh, hot blooded and you can have verbal diarrhea and all of that stuff. But what you're not about to do is talk down to someone like they're below you. That's what you're not about to do. And that's what she does to Michael all the time. Now, I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm not, I'm not here for it anymore. I really don't like it. I really don't like it. I'm seeing a lot of teen Michaels here. Uh, hey, Haley. Haley's new. Everyone, welcome, Haley. Haley says, 100% agree with you. And Crystal says, uh, over the years, I feel like she's gotten worse. I 100% agree. Crystal, my question to you guys is, do you think that her weight loss and her feeling herself has something to do with it? Uh, Vanessa says she's team Michael. So Angela. Angela's been smoking since she was 13, y'all. 13, okay? She went to a uh, hypnotist for two minutes thought she was cured, then goes ahead and says that Michael is her main trigger of her smoking and she's back to smoking a pack a day because of him. And I'm like, um, you've been smoking for 40 plus years. Two minutes of, of hypnotherapy is not gonna cure you. And stress is stress. You got six grandbabies, you got two kids. One of your kids is a criminal that can't come to the house. So your stresses aren't just because Michael's not sitting by the phone 24 seven, my friend. Your stresses are life stresses, period. So I'm a, I'm personally a little sick of you blaming Michael for all of your problems. If you wanted to quit smoking, have some self-control. If you want to quit smoking, try some alternate things because clearly two minutes of hypnotherapy after smoking for 40 years is not going to cure you. Okay. Put a patch on. I don't know what else there's patches. I think there's acupuncture. They said go to more hypnotherapy. I mean, there's gotta be some stuff that you can do besides blaming Michael that you're back to smoking a pack a day, my friend. Okay. Amanda says, and hasn't she slapped him in the past? Enough is enough. Like, yeah, you're smoking, you're a grown ass woman, you're 54 years old, you've been smoking even before Michael was born. So you need to like slow down, really realize like who's to blame in the situation and what your stresses and triggers really are. Because your husband all the way in Nigeria not calling you and not quote unquote supporting you, it could be part of it, but it's not the main reason you're back to smoking a pack a day. You're back to smoking a pack a day, my friend, because you've been smoking since you were 13 and you're 54 now. Stop playing. 
Oh, and there's Ray Dallas said there's medication. I took it to stop smoking. See, there you go. It's bizarre. It's bizarre that she's just blaming Michael for everything. So she feels like Michael hasn't supported her. Um, so he she calls, she's talking to Skyla. And the other thing that I noticed about this, you guys, because you know, I told I I just I get distracted because I see everything, but Skyla had the Invisalign on. And if you guys don't know, again, you guys are missing out. If you guys are not part of news and gossip, you really are missing a lot out a lot of information. But Skyla and uh, Angela were in LA recently because of all Angela's surgeries, et cetera, et cetera. But Skyla is also working on her teeth. And uh, she went to the Mid Wilshire district and got her teeth done and she's continuing to get her teeth done. So if you guys noticed that she had the Invisaligns, the Invisaligns is part of that whole process of getting her street, her teeth in check. So uh, she did have those Invisaligns on. So she's talking, Angela's talking to Skyla and blaming Michael for not supporting her, all of this stuff. Decides to call Michael, gives it to Skyla. Skyla does, uh, Michael doesn't answer. And, you know, in this conversation in this moment, y'all, Skyla was the voice of reason. Whether she knew it or not, she was the voice of reason because she said, well, maybe he's mad that you're spending all this money on you, yourself and you, and on your makeover. And he's told you, and we all know this, you guys, we've all, we've heard this from the, the gate. We heard this as soon as they got together. I'm not even gonna say it, I'm gonna see if you guys can say it. What did Michael say he wanted from the jump, you guys, from the get-go? What did Michael tell Angela he wanted from the get-go? Anyone, any of y'all watching? What did Michael want from the get-go? There you go, he wanted a baby. We all know he wanted a baby. He said he's wanted a baby up, down, left, right, center, turn around 360. Michael wants a baby, period. That's all he's wanted. He's put up with all the abusive behavior, being called a liar, being called a cheat, getting cake thrown in his face, all of it. And all he wants is a baby, okay? And so Skyla says, you know, maybe he's mad that you're spending all your money on, on you and being sexy Mima and not on a baby, you know? And even though Skyla's against having a baby because she's not trying to give her eggs away, she also is the voice of reason. Yeah, he's mad because you're supposedly spending all this money on yourself and bettering yourself for your health, but you won't quit smoking, but you'll blame Michael for your smoking that's bad for your health, but you're mad at him for not supporting your weight loss surgery, the two of them that you had, the gastric bypass and, and the breast reduction when you're not supposed to be smoking and you're supposed to get a face and chin lift, but they put it off because you're smoking, but you're concerned that Michael's not supporting you for your health. Yeah, that's my side eye. Sounds stupid, right? So <clears throat> Skyla said, you know, maybe they want two different things. Not maybe, yes, they do want two different things. Michael's 32 years old, he wants a baby, and he wants a wife. Angela wants to be sexy Mima. And the thing is, this is not new, you guys. This is not new. They've never wanted the same thing, but they continued forward with their relationship. And what do I always tell you guys? What do I always tell you guys? What are the four things that are very important to have that conversation in the beginning of a relationship before you jump in a relationship? One, 
you have to talk about money. If y'all don't agree about money, you're going to have problems, not just now, but in the future. Number two, you have to talk about children. Do you want babies? Do I want babies? Do you not want babies? Do I not want babies? Y'all have to be on the same page. And I know we've had this conversation even last week. And some of you guys think that that's not a, that's not a deal breaker. I'm here to tell you it is. Number three, you need to talk about religion. Okay. Because all of these things are important. If you're religious and your partner's not, how's that going to work? If you guys decide to have kids, how are you raising your kids? If your partner's religious and you're not, or faith or belief, whatever. You have to talk about spirituality. Number four, that is most important. And anyone who tells you it's not important is a damn liar. Sex. Sex is important in your relationship. How you view sex and how your partner views sex has to be on the same page. You can't be like, hey, whenever, whenever, like, mm, I'm good. And your partner wants sex all the time. It's going to be an issue. Those four things are deal breakers. Those four things are the four conversations that you have to have in the beginning of your relationship. These, these two, I was about to call them these fools, decided to hop, skip, and jump past the same issues that they're having right now. And guess what? Look, it's blowing up in their face. Bizarre. It's bizarre to me. It's very bizarre. So, um, Angela decides that she's going to get down to the bottom of things because she thinks that Michael's up to no good in Nigeria. And so she wants to go to One Stop IT and get Michael's phone tracked. Okay. And um, <laughs> it's bizarre. She says, she is, she gets to the IT place. She's wearing a mask and you all know how I feel about this mask under the nose business, but she's not wearing it because we're in the middle of a pandemic. She's wearing it because she has another abscess in her tooth and she's blaming Michael. And I'm like, how is it Michael's fault that you have another abscess because you continue to smoke? You already had one you know you shouldn't smoke and now you got another one but you continue to smoke a pack a day but it's michael's fault because michael's stressing you out like it may like stop playing stop playing yeah judy said finances too yeah i mentioned finances first finances is the first thing that you have to talk about um so she goes into this one stop with her abscess tooth and her mask on and she wants to spy on Michael and this guy Claudio was just like, "What's what's happening? I'm just trying to do my job. You're coming in hot, and what are you trying to do?" And she wants to put a GPS on Michael's phone. He's like, "Well, we can't spy on his phone. That's illegal." Um, and then turns to camera and says, "You know, at this point, if you're spying, the trust is gone, and you know, there's no reason at this point to like move forward." Right. But he was trying to play like low key, low key, low key. I'm not trying to be involved. I'm just trying to do my job. But Angela was reeling him into the drama, y'all, reeling him in. So uh, she wants to find out, like, what can he do? And he's like, OK, let's let's try to work it out. He feels like it's a little bit of a weird request. Um, but here's what he can do how do you contact your husband? They contact through WhatsApp. Okay, well, you can contact him and ask him to turn his location on and therefore you will be able to see where he's at, right? So of course, Angela wants to call Michael in that moment, in the moment, okay? 
And she calls Michael and from the get-go, as soon as he answers, she's cussing him out. Uh, you know, she says that he's talking over her, but meanwhile, she's calling him stupid. She's yelling at him. She's like telling him that he's, you know, little, little Willie. She went on and on and just like, so it was hard for me to sit there and, and watch her just talk so disgusting towards him. But guess what, you guys? I was so impressed because we've seen Michael deal with Angela's verbal abuse for years now. And he takes it and he takes it and he takes it and he scurries around and tries to make it all better. But I think that the time a part of them not talking has really shown him who she is. And he's kind of grown some balls because he said, who do you think you are? Are you God? Don't talk to me that way. I was like this, you guys, can we have a moment? Bravo. Bravo, Michael, for standing up for yourself. Bravo, Michael, for finally saying, you know what? You don't deserve to be talked to any type of crazy way by any type of crazy woman. Just because you're, that's your woman and your spouse, you don't have to put up with any type of verbal abuse. It's not, it's not necessary. Even poor Claudia was like, I didn't hear anything Michael said because Angela started screaming as soon as she got on the phone, which is facts, y'all. She started screaming and talking up and down, left and right, up and down, left and right, over Michael. And then, not only that, talking down to him and calling him names. Like, no thank you. No thank you. He finally got a backbone and was like, you know what? I'm tired of y'all. I'm tired of the nonsense. I'm tired of, like, why would you talk to me that way? She doesn't even let him get a word in, but then she wants to say that he is yelling over he, her and that she's he's talking over her. No, Angela, like, I'm not sure what bizarro world you're seeing yourself, and I hope that she watches herself back. She's the one that was attacking him, and she's the one that was talking over him. And when she said that this is, when she called him stupid, told him to shut up, this is my call, she said. I was like, okay. Okay, bye, just bye. Angelica says, Michael's been deprogrammed from Angela's cult facts. He's like, oh no, we're not doing any of this anymore. So what does she do? She hangs up on him. She starts screaming at Claudio about how terrible her husband is and can you believe how terrible he is? And woo, woo, woo. And, and, and Claudio's just looking at her like, mm. Sounded to me like you started yelling at him first. So I don't know. He just kept saying, I don't know. I don't know. Well, if he was in America, we'd be divorced already. Probably. Probably. Because you know what? Michael wouldn't have put up with your nonsense for more than the two years that it took to keep his green card and bounce. Like he would just not have. Nope. So she hangs up on him and he calls her back and... She's like, what do you want? What's more to say? And, you know, my question is, what has Michael really done wrong, you guys? Because I don't see it. If you all see it, let me know in the comments. Let me know in the live chat. But um, I just don't see it. Dasha says, I need to see that 10-hour tell-all footage. Y'all, that 10-hour tell-all was my favorite tell-all ever. 
ever, 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 because you got to see the real deal and you got to see what you wanted to see and not what TLC wanted to edit out. That was fire, 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 fire. Uh, Nia says, I think Michael's dodging her calls because he has no time to hear her abuse anymore, but I do wonder if he can actually tell her to stop speaking to him like this. I think that they're not gonna listen. I already know, but I'm not I'm not gonna get there yet. We'll talk about it in news and gossip, but listen, this whole business. Mm -mm. Moving on. So um she says, you know what? This relationship is over. I'm setting you free. I'm over it. And he's like, okay, I'm not gonna beg you. And you know what? Angela was shook by that. She was like, to camera, she's like, I can't believe he said that he wasn't gonna beg me. Who does he think he's talking to? And he, I'm in the land of, what is it? I'm in the land of free, whatever you, what would you guys say? The land of the free. I'm in the land of the free, whatever she said, that part. Um. So that showed me, you guys, that she just feels like she's better than, and she feels like she can hold over Michael's head, not only his green card, but like his self-respect. Like she wants to control this man. And as he gets older, cause you know, Mike is in his early thirties. As he's getting older, he's growing into the man that he's going to become. And I think he's, he's starting to put his foot down. Like, I don't, it's not worth all this. Going to America for what? So that you can be verbally abused 24 seven, not just when Angela calls you. Hey, Laura, you're new. Welcome. Laura says, Angela wants Michael to beg her. Ma'am, please. Exactly. You can be sexy meemaw. You can be, you can do all that, Angela. But if you have an ugly attitude, no one's going to put up with anything because no one wants to be verbally abused. They're not. No one. Not, not one bit, y'all. Not one bit. Moving on to Mike and Natalie. Okay, so I'm going to be real with you guys, okay? Would you guys have a pet rat? Because as many of you guys know, and don't don't come for me. I've been totally honest about this, and it's just personally not for me. I am not a cat person. I'm just not here for them. But I'm definitely not about to have a pet rat. And I'm definitely not going to have a pet rat on my kitchen table with with crumbs and, and sh just shit all over the place saying that I've rescued the rat from a snake and now I'm gonna train it to do tricks. I have never, I have never, you guys, I have never, like I have, I, and then the, the, the rat was like all up in her neck and in her hair and it was just, uh, uh, I mean, y'all, we're all God's creatures, I get it, but I think I've spent too much time in New York City and those rats are as big as the rat that was crawling on her neck. And I just have to tell you, that's a total nightmare. Walking walking down any street in New York City at night in the middle of summer and it's hot and humid and stinky. Love the city, it's one of my favorite cities, don't get me wrong, but they're, the rats are huge, okay? And when they put all the garbage bags on the side of the street and it's garbage day and the rats are like literally walking like they're a gang, like. 20, 30 deep, and you as the, the human have to like scurry past them. 
listen, it's a whole thing. So I cannot imagine saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get a rat and have the rat on my kitchen table where I actually eat in the middle of a pandemic where I eat and I'm trying to be ultra clean. I'm sorry. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm just like, I, I just don't get it. Uh, Laura says, we have many rats in Hawaii too. Angelica says, LOL, 90 day Cinderella extravaganza. And Crystal says, those New York City rats are on another level and they're bold. Yes, they are bold, Crystal. They are bold. They're like, we rule these streets, what? And it's true, they do. Cause no thank you. Lydia says, hard pass, cringy. And Radella says, that cat is saying, don't look away if you do, he's mine. <laughs> And Dash, Dash says, I was skeeved the whole time. I really felt disgusted. Yeah, like I, I'm just, you guys, here's what it is. I'm confused by Natalie. Okay, before I get into their whole segment, I'm confused by her. And you guys maybe can help me out, okay? So Natalie, when we met her, was all like super religious, like doesn't drink, you know, praying, going to church, the whole nine yards, and really just, being about wanting to get married and have a baby and be a wife, right? That was how she portrayed herself. And if I'm wrong, let me know. But I know I'm not wrong because I'm in it, okay? Then fast forward, and y'all know that this is her third marriage, okay? So she's not brand new to marriage. And now, not only is she a totally different person, but now she talks about how highfalutin she is, how many degrees she has, how smart she was, her morals, how she was raised right, and how her education makes her better than her IQ. is. I'm just like, what's the saying? Thou that protest too much. Like if you need to tell me how smart you are and how educated you are and how highfalutin you are and how well you were raised. If you need to continue telling me that, that on a regular basis, I don't know who you're trying to convince me or yourself because I, I don't like, who are you? And in the same breath, this highfalutin, you know, high tea drinking, crazy double diploma, TV anchor, journalist, actress, has a rat on her neck and a rat on her kitchen table. Like, I, I, I'm confused, y'all. I'm confused because I get that we can be multiplex, complex individuals, but all of those things, if I put that all in a thing, it's like a cornucopia and it doesn't all match as far as I'm concerned. I'm just... I'm I'm confused I'm confused by her. I really am. So she wanted to save the rat from the snake. So they called the rat Lucky. And like I just I just don't even know. But besides the rat, they haven't talked about the fight in Oklahoma. And you guys, I just here's my thing about this fight that that Natalie says that Trish called her a hooker. Why don't we just address her? It's 2021, go ahead and get your cell phone out. Go ahead and put that bad boy on speaker, pop that on the table and be like, hey, mom, 
let's talk you, Natalie, me. Let's talk about it. Natalie thinks that you called her a hooker when she was cooking in the kitchen. Did you call her a hooker? She's very offended by it. Use your use your words and communicate. But no, that's not what we're going to do because that makes sense. And I don't understand why we can't try to make a little sense of it. But instead, Natalie's going to approach Mike and, and say that, you know, I don't understand why your mom called me a hooker and you know, it's not okay. And my name is, what did she say? I have a name and it's not hooker. And I've worked really hard for my diplomas. I'm a girl with an education and morals and blah, 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 blah. And so when she said that her mom raised her right with morals to imply that Mike's mom, Trish, did not raise him right and he has no morals, of course that's going to set him off. But here's the thing, neither Mike nor Natalie are actually addressing the issue. Like I said, go hot and call Trish. Put it all on the table. Hey, Faith. Hey, girl. Hey. Put it all on the table and like, let's get to the bottom of it. At the very least, Sharp Entertainment, y'all need, you guys are filming 24-7. Someone needs to show us the audience the receipt. Because I'm tired of her talking about this and she's going to continue to talk about it and get upset about it and fight with everyone about it and have an attitude about it. Why don't you just show us the receipts? Go rewind like you guys always rewind in the moment. You guys take, you know, 10 minutes of my time in the beginning of every episode to remind me what happened in the last episode like I just didn't watch it. But you guys can't go ahead and rewind that and, and play the unseen footage so that we can all see what the hell this woman is talking about. Like, just do that. And at the very least, if you can't do that, go ahead and pick up your phone, Natalie, or Mike, and call Trish, and let's get to the bottom of it, okay? Because I agree, sorry, y'all. I agree with Mike. I think that Natalie misunderstands. I think that there, some of it is a, a language part, and some of it is like she the way she interprets things, she interprets it in her own way and she holds on to the words that offend her and the example i'll give you is when mike is telling her how he's offended about how she's saying that he wasn't raised right and about the morals that's the part that she held on to the word morals okay and what does she do instead of like listening to him she's like and no one is going to make me cross my morals and my boundaries i'm gonna stick to my morals and my education that was not the point of this whole conversation, but that's what she heard. It's the only thing she heard. Do you hear what I'm saying? So I would not be surprised, and I'm not team Trish. I'm not team Michael, I'm not team Natalie, I'm not team anything right now. I'm just saying I would not be surprised if Natalie misunderstood what was going on in that moment because she hears what she wants to hear and then she runs with it. And here's the thing. Natalie, you can be all like highfalutin and, and all of that stuff. But for someone who says she has such a high IQ, she doesn't know how to communicate. Instead, she has temper tantrums and like pouts and goes to the corner and eats her carrot. Like, I don't understand it. You can't be both. I just, <laughs> Nia says, I wonder if Natalie is exhausting to herself as well. Facts. 
Um, Crystal said, this also made me think of the argument between Chantel and Nicole, where Chantel thought Nicole called her a B in Spanish when she didn't. I mean, again, it's all about using your words, communicate. And it doesn't have to be a battle. You can just say, pardon me, what did you say? Did you just call me a hooker? And that's it. And guess what? If you're not still, if you're still holding on to it a week later, because clearly you are, Natalie, go ahead and pick up your phone and call, or get Mike to call. Why are you all ignoring it and just putting it in the atmosphere? Like, oh my gosh, she did this. No, she didn't. Well, let's get to the bottom of it. Let's get to the bottom of it. <sighs> Exhausting, Nia. You're so right. Exhausting. Natalie decides that uh, she's gonna be the bigger person, she says, and she's gonna apologize and just move on. Even though she is gonna forgive, she's not gonna forget. And we all know that to be true because she brings stuff up from years ago and holds on to them. So she might say that she's forgiving, but she's really not forgiving. She's just forgiving in the moment so that she can hold it over Mike's head in the future. Uh, moving on to Ronald and Tiffany. Again, another couple that I'm super, super confused about because Tiffany spent the whole beginning part of this season talking about Ronald ain't shit. And now she's packing up with an open-ended ticket going to South Africa because she misses her husband. It's very bizarre. And I know I said this at the top of the show, but I'm also tired of the fake breakups, okay? And I here's here's what I think. I'll say this, okay? I think that they actually broke up. I think that on social media what we saw, the breakup was a real breakup, but by doing that and being on a current season of 90 Day, they would have broken their ND, NDA. And when you break your NDA with Sharp Entertainment and TLC, you do not get paid. Period. And you can ask Paul and Karini about that. They will not pay you, period. So guess what? Let me backtrack that real quick. Oh, just joking. And she wrote a whole like novel on social media, how much she loved her husband and he responded, how much she loved him. You circle that bad boy back so you can get your checks. You might hate your your spouse, but you know what? Y'all signed up to NDA and y'all want to get paid. So that's what I think happened. So anyways, um, Tiffany, Daniel, and Carly are on their way to South Africa. She's decided that she's going to forget about all the bad things and go and see her husband because it's been like 10 months. And she really misses him and that she knows the kids miss him. She's bought this open-ended ticket and uh, she just, you know, wants to be with, with Ronald, even though just last a few months ago, she was like canceling tickets and telling all of us that she didn't want us to pay for everything. Um, then we see Ronald is building a room for Daniel because he wants his boy to feel at home. So he's building this room in the garage. And um, I wanna talk about that first before I move on. You guys, first of all, you know, that's great. I think that that's great that he got some plywood, popped that plywood up, decided to paint it on the night before, knowing that all those like toxic fumes are still gonna be in there so he can't sleep in there anyways. But like that room has no windows and it 
like, I'm just going to say it. Sorry. I, it looked like a prison cell, but with blue walls. It was like two by two, small little bed, like that weird um, cardboard on the floor, the sign that I think he got in the dumpster, not the sign, the, the door that said smile on it. Like, where did you get that random door from? It was just, I don't, like, I'd rather have my son sleep on the couch because this room right here, can you imagine? Yeah, you threw a TV in there and said you're going to give a bigger TV, but, like, the room is, like, I don't know. Did y'all like the room? Because maybe it's just me, but I just thought it was, like, not the business. Like, why are there no windows? And you're going to close him in that small little space <laughs> in the garage while you guys all sleep in your king-side bed with high ceilings? You're going to put baby in the corner? Bizarre. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Kids sleeping in the, the living room so I can keep a close eye. He ain't sleeping in the garage and there's no window cell. No, thank you. So anyways, um, Ronald's talking to his friend. See, Barb agrees with me. Barb's like, nope. And Judy's like, I wouldn't sleep there. No kidding. Who should? Not Especially a young boy out in the garage by himself. In a foreign country. Like, no, y'all aren't sleeping in the house and the kid, no. Nope, nope, nope. And I don't even have kids yet, but I have common sense. So Ronald's speaking to his friend about how he's not going to allow his family to go back without him. Uh, they have a three-month visa. If the visa expires, he's going to go ahead and uh, extend it for another three months. So that will give it six months. And they have to stay till either his visa gets approved or they have to move there. But he's not, he's literally going to force them to stay, which sounded to me like you are holding your family hostage. And when you said you're going to force Tiffany to stay, like, what does that look like? What does that look like? Dasha said, yeah, no, that room is trash. And Barb says it needs a window for fire to escape. Dasha wants to know, Linda, how do you feel about Daniel calling Ronald dad? I mean, Tiffany pretty much just met him. They got engaged after a month, right? I have a real problem with him calling him dad. I, this is how I feel. I feel like sad for Daniel because Daniel lost his dad. And he obviously is such a great kid. He's such a great kid. You guys like some of the 90 day kids are just so amazing. And he's one of them. And he's obviously looking for a male role model. And he obviously gets along with Ronald. Now, the way Ronald and Tiffany break up every five seconds is appalling. And so I think it's unfortunate that he's having to call Ronald dad if Ronald's not in it for the long term and these two are breaking up to make up every five seconds. I think it's, it's not healthy. So do I think men can step in and stand in and be father figures? Absolutely. As long as they're in it for the long haul, because it's confusing the kids if they have to continue to call different men fathers, if it's not for the long haul. So that's how I feel about it. Um, but I think that he does, you know, love Daniel. His calls him my boy, my boy, my boy. So hopefully 
You know, if she hits the fan between Ronald and Tiffany, he'll still stand in that place and stand in that gap and keep that relationship going, you know, until Daniel's grown. So anyways, back to this whole, I'm going to force my family to stay and keep them hostage. I'm just curious, like, what, what do they think that looks like, you guys? Like, he doesn't have a job. And the reason I think that he wants Tiffany to stay so that Tiffany can support the family so he can have his cake and eat it too. So he can continue to not work, but still have the bills done, but also see and spend time with his family. I think it's bizarre. I do. You got to have a plan. If you're moving hightail across country. Not only can, do you have to build this last minute room with no windows, but you have to have a job. You have to have a job and she's going to have to have a job and you have to think about schools and school districts and, and daycare and, and just, you're not just like, Hey, you're coming with the open-ended ticket and I'm just going to make you stay forever and ever and ever. Like, that's just not how it works. Like have a plan at the same time, you guys, I'm not mad per se at Ronald because we met Tiffany on 90 day the other way. You guys remember that, right? She was supposed to be moving to South Africa. Ronald had no intention of coming to America. She was supposed to be moving there and she's the one that didn't like it. But at the same time, you don't like it and you don't think it's safe, which you guys, by the way, is a total exaggeration. And I've talked about this a lot. I hate when they stereotype an entire country. South Africa is an entire country, okay? Just like how there are slums and skid row in areas of America, but there's also rich areas and there's middle-class areas. Same everywhere around the world, you guys. When we met Ronald, he was coming out of rehab, okay? Coming out of rehab with no place to live, but staying with his family. So that shows you who Ronald is. It doesn't show you who South Africa is. And therefore, for her to say that it's not safe and all of this stuff, well, it's not safe because your man doesn't have his shit together and doesn't have a place to stay that's safe and, and secure. That's why it's not safe. It's because he's holed up in his mama's house because he's an addict. Stop playing, y'all. Stop playing. So I'm not mad at him for not like jumping on the K-1 visa process because he was not supposed to originally come to America anyway. She was supposed to move to South Africa. She's the one that switched it up. So I'm not mad at him in that respect. I just, I think his delivery on how he was going to force them to stay sounded crazy to me. That's all. Um, so they land and you guys, the funniest part of the whole show that made me laugh, they landed. It was, and you saw Ronald and his mom and his dad and his mom and dad are super cute. It's the first time we're seeing the dad. We saw the mom. We never seen the dad before. thought that was super, Hey, Deborah. But the part that was super funny to me, you guys, is that it was broad daylight. It was like the middle of the afternoon. They were driving. They stood outside, which I thought was interesting, like, because you can go inside and see when the plane land and the gates and all that stuff. They stood outside. And then all of a sudden, Tiffany's in the bathroom, and she's going to do a, a whole wardrobe change. She's going to do her makeup. She's going to do her hair. And she's quoting, freshening up. And they've been standing there, and it's nightfall now. <laughs> I died of laughter. I was like, how long have they been just like waiting? They've been waiting for some time now. I thought it was hilarious. Um, 
I thought it was hilarious. I was like, y'all been outside for a long time. And, and the mom thought that she wasn't coming. Like, is she there? Is that her? Is that her? Is that her? Y'all have some patience because I would have been like, mm, deuces. Uh, Crystal said, Tiffany pulled a Darcy just longer. Facts. Uh, so they come out. They have a really great reunion. Daniel's really excited to see Ronald. Carly's excited to see Ronald. Carly's actually excited to see the grandbabies too. Um, and so it was like a whole thing. They get to the apartment and, you know, Tiffany didn't know what to expect. She wasn't really expecting much because, you know, Ronald doesn't do much. But she was pleasantly surprised that he had his own apartment and it was better than she expected. Uh, but she was the first to say, hey, yeah, Daniel's sleeping in the, on the couch because the fumes in here, all of that. Like, And she even said to camera, you know, normally when people need a bigger place, they get like a two bedroom, but no, my husband builds a room in the garage and that made me laugh as well. Uh, Crystal said, you know, a full face beat, not for me, Crystal. I don't know about you all. I'm not the one, like I can't spend hours doing makeup. I just, I can't do it. it if it's taking more than 15 minutes, then I'm not, I'm not the one for it. And maybe it's cause I don't know makeup very well, but like, I've watched enough YouTube videos that I'm, I get tired of watching the YouTube videos. I'm not going to stand in my, my bathroom doing, I just, no, but I love watching it. I love watching it. It's just not for me personally. Uh, moving on to Yara and Jovi. Let me answer this question. Should Tiffany trust that Ronald has matured and is ready to be a father or a husband? Uh, I'm going to say no. And I'm only going to say no because he doesn't have a stable job yet. So he can have an apartment, but you're going to have to maintain that apartment. And I feel like he's waiting on Tiffany to maintain it. So I don't know if he's 100% ready. And I do think it's interesting that his mom was so happy and proud of him for all the changes he's made in the last two years. Mama, you don't know the half of it. You know, your, your boy is not working, right? You know, your boy had a relapse last year, right? So he ain't telling you everything. So you can be proud, but you don't know the full story. Sorry. Uh, Yara and Jovi. So it's storm season over there. And Yara is staying with Gwen and Jovi's at work. And, you know, she's not used to storm season, not used to being in Louisiana, all of that stuff. So she's just like, not really, she's like, what do we do? We just sit around and do nothing. Pretty much it's storm season. There's a tornado coming. So she rides up the storm for two days and then she's deciding that she's going to go back to her own house because she doesn't feel 100% comfortable staying there. Now she mentions this weird thing, you guys, that I thought was so weird. I thought it was such a weird thing. Um, so she mentions how she doesn't feel comfortable because of Joey's dead Monty. Sometimes Monty's there by herself. The two of them are there. She's taking a shower. She doesn't feel like comfortable coming out in her towel. And she just feels uncomfortable. She'd rather be in her own home. And I just thought, why would you say that? 
I just, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. I just thought it was weird. I thought she made it weird. I thought she made it uncomfortable. Um, so she wants to go home. And she goes home because she wants to not only be in her own place and feel more comfortable at home, but she wants to prove that she's a strong woman and she can do it all herself. And Gwen's like, hey, listen, you have a new baby. You can't be super mom. Like, I'm here to help you. And I want to help you. But she's like, no, I want to go home and I'm, I can do it myself. And I'm going to prove to you guys that I'm independent. And I've been independent since I was 17. And I'm just going to do it on my own. Um, you guys, the comments, I cannot right now. So she goes home and she's blaming Jovi for leaving her on her own. But you guys, like, he has to work. So it brings me to my question. Did Yara know what she signed up for when she married Jovi? I personally think she did. You knew that he went away for months at a time for his job. You knew that before you married him, period. And you keep telling him to come home, come home. But, like, you can't work yet because you don't have your green card and you at, slash work permit. So you can't work. Plus, you just had a baby. So someone has to pay the bills. So you keep telling him to come home. Like, who's going to pay the bills? I, I, I'm confused. And I get that she wants him to have another job, but she knows the job that he's had. And he loves that job. He loves it. So my question, did Yara know what she signed up for when she married Jovi? 100% she knew what she signed up for. And she signed up for it anyways. You can't then turn around and be like, hey, you're not here. You're leaving me alone. And I'm by myself. And I didn't sign up to have a baby and get married and live in a foreign. Well, you kind of did. You met him on a trip. You decided to come to America. You got pregnant. And I mean, we're all grown here. We know how people get pregnant. And there are preventative measures had you not wanted to get pregnant. So I, if two and two make four, then I, I mean, I don't know. Crystal says... She didn't factor in the pandemic and the baby. I think those things made it a bit harder for her. Uh, okay, I'll give you the pandemic. Of course, she didn't factor in the pandemic. But Crystal, as a trained midwife, I will not give you the baby part. She's a grown-ass woman. If she didn't want to have a baby right away, there are preventative measures. Okay. So um, she's blaming Jovi for not being there, but at the same time, she wants to be independent. Uh, she's feeling a little smothered uh, with Gwen. And when Gwen is driving her home and saying, hey, you know, you you have a headache. You're going to want to, you know, take a nap. And I could be there for you. And you can't take a nap when, when, you know, it's just you and you have the baby. And then she tells Gwen that Gwen's giving her a headache, yada, 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 which I thought, Gwen handled the way Yara speaks to her very well. Like she didn't take it personally. Um, and I thought that that was, I just love Gwen. I think Gwen is like the best mom that we've seen on 90 days since the, since the get go, like just the best. She's supportive. She's kind, you know, she had a little bit of a dodgy beginning with her stereotypes, but she came full circle. You guys, she, she really did. 
and she just just seems like a lovely lovely mom um so she wants to be independent she goes home she goes home and guess what yara catches covid and she is complaining to jovi that she's alone with the baby and she's feeling dizzy and a headache and she can't believe it and like the breastfeeding and the this and the that and the this and i was like but it was your choice you chose to go back home you made a big deal about going back home and not staying with gwen but then now you have to turn around and go back and quarantine with gwen and like expose her to all that when you could have just been there the whole time it was your choice i just personally feel like she was being stubborn and trying to be misindependent and trying to be like hey i want to do what i want to do when i want to do it and she even said that she's like you know i've been independent since i was 17 so i'll do what i want to do she's basically what she was saying and like when you have a kid i think it's different and i do think it takes a village and i do think that you should accept help wherever you can get help. And especially if you're complaining that you're alone, 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 alone with the baby. Well, again, you know what your husband does. You know that he goes away and he is trying to support you in any way he can. And the way he's supporting you is having his mom help out. And listen, not everyone has that. Not every grandparent is gonna be like, yeah, come to my house, I got you. Not every grandparent has, has the freedom to do that. And so I just, I don't know, like I, I'm confused by Yara's stance on things, I guess I'll say. I'm, I'm confused by it. Like, I'm just, I'm confused by it. On the one hand, you, you, you say you love Gwen and she's kind and so nice to you. On the other hand, you're like complaining about this and that. It's, it's confusing to me. It's just a little confusing. That's all. Um, so question, did Yara know what she signed up for when she got married to Jovi? Absolutely. She knew what she signed up for and she signed up for it anyway. So it is what it is. Last and certainly not least is Azuelu and Kalani. This is another one that just confused me. You guys can all correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Kennedy wouldn't stop crying. So, uh, Kalani had a rough night. She said she had to take care of the kids. She had to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in the middle of the night um, to feed him and like his crying. And so there were a couple of things that I'm confused about because she said that's not how she pictured a romantic weekend to be. But A, she's the one that decided to bring the kids and her mom on the romantic vacation. So if it's not what you pictured, you're the one that changed what the picture would look like because it was really supposed to just be you and Azuelu. And you decided that you needed to bring them because you're still breastfeeding. And like, I, again, I'm not a mom yet, but you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but moms that I know that have to do other things and work and all this stuff, they, they pump. They pump and they put it in the freezer, they label it, you know, the, the older ones go, go to the front, the newer ones go to the back, and then you just take it out of the freezer, you warm it up and boom, 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 you've got your milk, okay? Number two, Kennedy wouldn't stop crying. Well, Kalani's mom, Lisa, has been a mom. She's been a mom for to three grown-ass kids. I know that she knows how to make a baby stop crying. And I think that if you left the kids at home, they wouldn't have a choice but to, like, go back to sleep. So I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I feel like she inserts herself in that situation. And I get it because she's the mom. She wants to do, do there and be there and all of those stuff. But 
you can't turn around and like complain that it's not the romantic weekend that you thought it would be when you're the one that created the weekend that it is. You see what I'm saying? Right. And then exactly. I'm confused too. Yes, the kids were her, with her mom, Dasha. And yes, she could have pumped and dumped. Yes, she could have done that. And worst case scenario, you guys, if she didn't want to do all that, why go back and forth? Why not just scoop up Kennedy and bring him back to your cabin and y'all just go to sleep? You see what I'm saying? I don't know. There's a lot of things that just didn't make sense to me, but that's just me. So um, they had a great night, though. Apparently, they got drunk. Uh, they shake it, shake it, and booty bootied all night, according to his Waylu. And what I liked about this moment is that she's finally noticing, Kalani's finally noticing that he's trying. And he planned all this stuff, and he's really trying, and I think he's really, really trying as well. And I think that he is listening to the things that were bothering her and trying to implement them. She's just the one that has not been believing him. And we've, we've heard her not believe him and then turn to her sister and turn to her dad and say all these things about him. And he actually really is changing his ways. She just didn't believe him. And so uh, he's planned this like romantic, view of the city they take this like jeep ride which is you know cute as well and they're gonna look at the skylines and all of this stuff but then she decides that she is going to in this romantic moment decide that she's going to come clean and tell him that she went to see a divorce lawyer and i was like well why would you do that on the room hey kim hey girl hey um why would you do that on the romantic vacation? Like, could this not wait till you guys got home so that you guys continue to bond and have this open communication? Like, I don't know why you chose this moment to fuck shit up. Like, I don't get it. Am I wrong? Because you already hid it from him. You already didn't tell him. So it could hold a couple more days before you tell him. Tell him when you get home, like, hey, you know what? We made so much advancement in this romantic trip. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for, for planning all of it. Here's what I've done. I want to just come clean with you because I want us to continue to move forward. But no, I want to do it in the middle of the romantic vacation because I've been complaining since I got here. So I'm just going to continue to try to fuck it up. And so I'm going to tell you that I went to see a divorce lawyer behind your back and I just thought I would tell you now because I didn't tell you. And of course he's going to get upset. Of course he's going to feel betrayed and angry and use their safe word, Afi, which means fire. And of course he's going to need some al alone time. But you know what? Guess what? As Waylu heard everything that she is saying, has said, and has been implementing it because he took his moment, but he went back to talk to her. He wants to control her anger excuse me, control his anger and communicate with her and move past it. Forgive, learn, and move forward, he said. Everything that she's been saying to him, he's implementing. I personally think has Azuelu matured? Yes, he has. has is Azuelu using his communication skills to better himself because he is still so young in his you know mid-20s? Absolutely. But all the things that she's been bitching about 
he's been hearing her and implementing. And so I just want to throw that out there. I think that it's important for her to actually listen to him now as well. And it's important because in a marriage, it takes two for her to implement the things that he has said that he doesn't like because he surely is doing that for her. Um, and so, you know what, <clears throat> Crystal, that was the thing. So I asked the same question. I was like, well, he feels betrayed and he feels like she talked behind his back and went to the divorce attorney, but Lo had already mentioned it to him. But I think that what he didn't know was that she went to a divorce attorney. I think as Waylu knew that she wanted a divorce, but I don't think he knew that she took the, the actual steps and went and talked to an attorney. I think that's the difference there. Um, but they want to be together forever. He forgives her. She apologizes. He wants to start a fire in the middle of the forest, you guys. And what is this? Smokey the bear. I think that's it. Smokey the bear with the hat. Um, don't start forest fires. You don't start fires in the middle of the forest. It makes no sense. If you're not on a designated campground, you don't just friggin' start a fire. Um, and I, you know, Kalani was like, yeah, we probably can't start a fire, but what we can do is take these rocks, put all the bad energy that has been in our marriage and we'll throw the rocks off the cliff and get rid of all that bad energy and start anew. Which, you know, I thought was, was a cute moment for them, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with them. I just, you guys, communication, that's what we're missing. We're missing the communication in all of these couples. That's it. If, if they would communicate, Laura says, I died when he threw that rock with a chihu. <laughs> if they would communicate a lot of these issues, we wouldn't be having, we just really wouldn't be having them. But then I guess we wouldn't have the drama either, you guys. So there's that. Now I'm going to jump in the live chat um, and see what y'all saying. She says, Crystal says, she's going to mess it up. And... Some of you, okay, got it. Some of you guys are just talking about some of the stuff that we have already covered. You guys, one of the things I want to say is that I really want to watch me, you, and my ex. Now, I jumped the gun because that show is supposed to be on Discovery Plus. And because all the shows are now on Discovery Plus, I just assumed that it was there. So when I went to watch it and couldn't find it, to find out now it's only on TLC and I already got rid of my TLC, I'm super irritated. I need TLC, Discovery Plus, and Sharp Entertainment to all decide to have the shows that we all watch on one platform. Hands up if you guys agree with me. Go ahead and hit that like button. Like button. If you haven't already hit it, hit it. And if you have already hit it, let me know. Hands up in the comments. I just need it to be in one place. Because now I have to go back and to get TLC because I have to watch the show, you guys. It's so outrageous. I have to watch it. And then the new Caribbean show is on Discovery Plus. It's just, it's so, and plus it's confusing. Just have them all in one place. Let me take my entire Sunday. I already dedicate my entire Sunday to y'all. And I sit on the couch with my popcorn 
and my adult beverage and watch the nonsense. But I just need, I don't want to be flipping around. I don't want to be like, where is this? What time is it at? Who, the what, the where, the why, the when. Have it all streaming. Just like you guys have when I watch The Single Life. I love the fact that they have The Single Life. And then they have Pillow Talk Single Life right after. So I can just make it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. That's what they say. Keep it simple for your viewers and we'll be there. But now I'm having to like, oh, what network? I can't find it. I'm like, Siri, tell me where this is. Alexa, tell me where this is. What time is it on? What network is It's too much. And I know it's two only two, ne two networks, but like I... It's not the business. And so instead of the stupid ed petition, let's go ahead and petition that, y'all. Let's get everything on the one Discovery Plus. Let's all pay our $5.99 or $7.99 because that, to me, is affordable. And call it a day. We'll all be there and we'll all be on the same page. And on that note, that's my rant. Uh, shout out to Ashley Blakely. Thank you so much for the cash app. Thank you so much for supporting this show, you guys. Um, I appreciate you for everyone that supports the show. I, you know, that's you guys are allowing it to grow and be what it is. And I have some special treats coming up for you guys shortly. And on that note, I'm going to find out how I can watch me, you, and my ex. That will be another show I add to all the shows that I do here. But I will be here tomorrow, same time. Oh, see. Not tomorrow. I'll be here on Wednesday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday are our shows. And I'm probably going to throw in the Thursday. Maybe Tuesdays will be for you, me, and my ex. Um, but I'll see you guys all on Wednesday with more Single Life. I love you guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, Dasha, go ahead. You can see it on my Instagram, but I've posted a lot since then because there's been a lot of news. So slide into my DMs and I will send it to you directly, my girl. Uh, good night, y'all. Thank you guys for being here. Good night, good night, good night, good night. We'll see you guys all on Wednesday. Bye for now.